Welcome to the Las Vegas EDM Podcast. I'm your host, Hai Yen. I have a special guest on my couch today. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, yes. Um, I go by DJ name Minasong, uh, but you can call me just Ryan or Minasong, whatever you prefer. But yeah. That's How do you name. spell that? Um, <clears throat> so it's M-I-I-I-N-A-S-A-N. So there's three eyes because I wanted it to be um, like a symbol for the three eyes, but um, it's kind of just a play off my last name, to be honest. Uh, Mina-san, Mina-san. That's how you say my name in like Okinawan and Japanese. So, And I'm part Okinawan, so that kind of worked out. So yeah, that's yeah. how I can use it that way. Yeah. Were you born in Japan? I was not. I'm originally actually from Oahu, Hawaii. Um, I've was born and raised uh, basically kind of like all over, kind of like traveled all over the place on the island. Um, I'm recently now in Vegas. I've been in Vegas for about a year, I'd say. I made a year in, that's actually last month. I made a year last month. So I'm pretty fresh to Vegas still. So. Very new. Yes. <laughs> wow. What made you decide to move here? Um, <clears throat> music is actually the big reason why I moved from uh, Hawaii to Vegas. Uh, Hawaii is a really, really cool EDM scene. Um, it's kind of small. So I wanted to see if I possibly about picking myself up and just you know, going to a place where I feel like I could possibly, you know, make something more of myself. Um, I do love home because it's Hawaii, of course, but uh, Vegas just seemed like the best move for me. So that's why I moved here. Nice. Now, do you have family and friends that are already out here too? I'm all by myself. Yeah. So I decided, uh, I think ending of last year, I wanted to just, I was going through a lot at the time. And then um, I decided, you know what, like, let me just pick myself up and go someplace else where it's like a fresh start you know um i've had i guess family members who are like around like different states like my brother's in california then i have friends also in denver colorado um so like our surrounding but not actually in vegas though so um, right. le- learning to i guess take the good with the bad but so far it's been pretty good so have you ever visited uh denver at all um no but my friend actually is trying to get me to move there with him because he's like, oh, because he's a flight attendant, and I'm like thinking, like, oh, maybe like friends in high places, and then we can visit them. He's like, well, why don't we just like move in together and be like roomies? I'm like, uh, one, I heard that it's like really crazy altitude sickness over there, so he was he was going through that, and I was like, I just I think I'm good with like just staying. It's hot, but I mean, I'm definitely I think happy, <laughs> <laughs> definitely happy. <laughs> yeah, it's very different from Hawaii. It's it's a lot drier, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the one thing that my body is still again trying to get used to, is just the difference in humidity. Like I've never had to moisturize in my life. Never had to <laughs> probably TMI. I've never had to um, basically drink so much water. Like I carry a flask with me everywhere I go. Yeah, I see. You brought yeah. one today. <laughs> I think there's um there's I think the story where we were going to um one of my friends. She's a photographer in uh, LA. And she was doing a show. I think at um, Dre's nightclub after hours. Mm-hmm. the security stopped me because i had my flask with me before trying to go in. and she's like ryan you're kind of dumb for doing that but it was like probably like 105 outside so i was like no i'm not playing around with this heat so right especially if it's like underground day club so i was like okay let's just take it with me and see if they say something but if yeah. they, they were able they actually let me take it with me so i was like thank you thank you for that that is but, really nice of them yeah very very nice probably would have thought of bringing like a bomb or something into the club but for real yeah, not not good um but yeah yeah <clears throat> a lot of difference a lot of difference i think the community here so far in vegas is pretty cool like i've um been to like a couple of shows in like fremont uh, a couple met a couple of djs out here i'm actually cool like cool with some of the um people that actually run the podcast before so they're they're actually i was able to hear about 
yours because I was like, oh, cool. Like, they're doing it. Like, let me, let me see how it would go. Yeah. So, so far, it's pretty cool. Who yeah. are they? Um, Aztec. Oh, Aztec yeah. Gold. Aztec um, Gold. Yeah. He's he's a pretty cool guy that I met through a coworker actually. Yeah. Because I was playing um, at Cassie Beach House for this uh, disco event or disco uh, little fun thing going on. And then my coworker, Mel, is roommates with him, actually. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, Maybe he'll come up, and then he did, and then we we uh, just connected through Instagram, and then now we play at a spot uh, called Player One. So nice. They yeah. have some cool after-hour spots, and then we're Monday working Monday nights, right? Monday um, nights at... It's, uh... it's through the weekend, so I believe it's Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday. I think we're working on Sundays, I believe, but Friday and Saturdays. Nice. Yeah. So it's like from 1 a.m. to 5, so I'm going to put like a little shout-out to Aztec there. <laughs> yeah, 1 to 5, so that place is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That that place is really cool. And that's where you also play then? Yes. Um, I've recently played, I think, last weekend at like 2.30 in the morning and 12 o'clock in the midnight after. Like, midnight Ryan is different than like regular day-to-day Ryan because day-to-day Ryan's like, okay, I got my head on my shoulders. We're good. And then after midnight, usually I'm in bed by like <laughs> 11.30. I feel like I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting like the age where if I keep staying out that late my brain just isn't functioning so i remember when i was um looking at like the decks like my whenever i get tired my eyesight gets blurry yeah so i'd literally like stare at the the board and be like there's some people looking at like oh, this is what he's doing i'm like i'm fine just i'm tired <laughs> so like i can do with the show just give me like a good maybe like like couple of drinks and we're good you know so i'm like yeah, some vodka lime and water you said. yes yes <laughs> If you, if so, for anybody else who's listening, vodka, water with lemon, just because the vodka is going to get you to where you're going to be. The water is to hydrate you, so that way you're not, like, throwing up. I mean, if you throw up, you did too much vodka, but that's a different story. And then the the lime is just to get you through the vodka, so that's, <laughs> shout out to my friend Chelsea for showing me that one, but she, she, uh, she showed me that, and it doesn't taste very good, but it definitely works, though. <laughs> definitely works. Definitely works. Uh, so you're from Hawaii. Can you? share that like how is the edm scene there yeah are there underground parties uh, there's definitely underground parties it's the same thing where it's kind of like an after hour spot but the thing that i love the most about hawaii is how much of a community it is um it's already it's because the island is so small everybody has like this everybody knows everybody basically um and same thing with the rape community too because like do you think like one section small then you go into a smaller group of people who like like the same music as you you find out i guess you, i guess you make friends a little bit faster that way because it's so small and you just like become like a really really big tight-knit community um i've made some really really cool friends just by going to a couple events i think there was one year i think when i was like 23 i'm like i'm 28 now so like when i was 23 uh, for a whole year um i was going to like all these different shows um all these different events and i was just meeting all these different people and then like when i stopped going when i would walk around the mall i would run into people They'd be like, hey, you're so-and-so. I'm like, I don't even know how I met you. But, like, it's cool because just just going to the events there or making friends that, you know, have the same type of interest in music as you do is pretty cool. And because they probably know your cousin or they probably know, like, your sister's <laughs> brother or something like that. Like, every, anytime that I've always went to, like, I remember maybe, like, 21, 22, before that, my sister, we're pretty close. In, I have, like, three other siblings. We're all pretty close in age. Um, my older sister, I think she's like 20, she's 30 now. She just turned 30, but, um, she's like 22, 23 at the time. Um, she would be like, oh, you're Ryan's or you're Emmy's, um, sorry, her name's Emmy, but you're Emmy's brother or like you're so-and-so, so-and-so, but mm. it's a really cool, tight-knit community. Um, 
you really gotta like watch what you say sometimes because it's so close but it's really cool to <laughs> to be a part of it feels like more definitely like a family it's definitely like a family with yeah. the YZDMC though so I like it They're pretty yeah. good is that also why you decided to kind of move because it's it sounds kind of small too yeah. though right it it's so it's cool in the sense that like it's small that you can know somebody really quickly but it's also bad because like if you don't I guess click with the right people the right way you can be very you can be like like cut off pretty quickly I guess because one person knows one person and everybody has an opinion so for yeah. my my pers- um my personal experience with it is I I guess I wasn't the best producer or I wasn't the best DJ at the time because I've only been really DJing for about like two years I guess seriously I was I was a producer I call myself a producer first before a DJ so when I was making music. I'm out trying to show the songs to like some of the DJs that oh, local DJs there. And they'd be like, oh, cool, you know, like kind of nice and everything. And like just some of like the things that I would hear from some of the DJs that were like really that I'm cool with. I was like, oh, okay, I didn't expect that to hear that from them. So I was like, okay, like I'm just going to, you know, push that to the side and find my own group. Then the group that I ended up finding was doing the same thing that I was doing. But then, like, long story short, another backstabbing thing. So I was like, I'm kind of just done with things that. I guess don't benefit me anymore and move to some place where I can be like a brand new, nobody has any ideas. Nobody has any, um, I guess types of opinions about me. It was, it was very, it was a hard time to go through. Definitely like one of the craziest, probably like moments of my life before. I think it was like about uh, 20, same time. I think COVID happened. It was like 2020. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody even knows anything about COVID anymore. Um, but that time frame though was just crazy. Like just so much stuff happened. Um, everything was shutting down, and then I just have a lot of uh, experiences that weren't so great. But um, with, through those experiences, I've learned to be a better person and to also kind of like change my mindset on things and to also like just also not judge people so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one thing, too. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like a it's double edged, I guess, sword because it's like it's cool because it's a close to the community, but if it's too close, if you're trying to, I guess be a, your own person without rubbing people the wrong way that's that's it's hard to do that so yeah. it's yeah it's a very it's a very very big learning curve for me but i want to say though if i wasn't for that experience though i wouldn't be here now so and you're with a group that is really amazing aztec gold is yeah. really cool he's, like he's he one is, of the coolest people i've ever yeah, met yeah i highly recommend him yeah, like anyone wanting to have a chance just to play and showcase their art and come and support his event that he's having at player one yeah yeah we're trying to like do other stuff too but that's in the works i won't say that now (laughs) or i say that now but like just keep it low low. (laughs) look out for it (laughs) yes yes definitely that yeah and do you also produce music i do yes um before i left to vegas um one of the, the biggest things that i wanted to do was i wanted to basically do like a last minute show but i also wanted to do like a music video and a couple of releases so if anyone's like listening to music on spotify apple music which pretty sure they are <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but um you can find me like m-i-i-i-n-a-s-a-n i have a music video on youtube granted i'm gonna give you a heads up now it's pretty emotional so i do like i used to do like future based stuff now i'll do like a lot of like house music stuff because vegas is like king of house so I'm like, I'm learning that really quickly. And I'm like, dang, maybe I should have moved here like a long time ago. Because I love <laughs> house music. House music is like my, my, my soul. Like <laughs> like anything house music, I'm like, I'm here for it. But the song that I made at the time, I guess uh, it's called Reason. Um, that was one of my, my biggest songs, I guess. Because mm-hmm. back home, we have this thing called Nohoku Hanu Hanu Awards. 
and it was nominated for Nohoku, which is basically like the Grammys of Hawaii. Oh my god! So it was nominated. <laughs> it didn't win, unfortunately, because there's a lot of really talented artists back home. But just the fact they got nominated, I was Absolutely. like, oh, that's crazy. That so, is so cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm probably not going to make Future Base anymore. So it's, <laughs> up, it's up on that. But if anybody wants to to watch that, um, I'll even I'll even show you to you if you like. But it'd be, yeah. it's be pretty cool. It's just give yourself like a moment after, though. I promise. It's it's worth it, though. <laughs> and now you produce this uh, house music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking to release anything soon? I I've been working a lot um i haven't been telling people like we've had this conversation before (laughs) i haven't been telling people but i'm working on my own album right now um i probably have i wanted nine tracks i probably have about like seven of them finished so (laughs) i don't i don't know when the exact date is it's probably when the last two songs are finished because i still got to master out the tracks i do my own mixing um i basically have like my own spot at home that i'm trying to like build up you know so i can do more productions like when people are coming over to like record stuff um but i feel bad for my roommates because they have to hear all of that <laughs> um but uh, yeah I'm, I'm trying to basically release an album for maybe cross mirrors by the end of this year maybe early next year mm-hmm. but i'm almost done almost done though yeah and i i have i know a lot of other artists singers and stuff if you oh. ever need vocalists that would be amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm not a singer. I can't I can I can get by and like, you know, karaoke, whatever, but um I'm no, I'm not a singer. <laughs> There's this great singer at the Shag Room. Okay. Jalen and she does Thursday night there. Okay. From eight to midnight, I believe. Okay. That's funny you say that because one of my best friends whose name is actually Jalen as well. Oh, there she you go. is a singer on one of the other songs they have out on Spotify <laughs> called No Promises. It's another shout out for the music there. Uh, that one's a house house feelsy type of vibe, but definitely, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. I, I've been looking forward to meeting more um, like singer songwriters because I like to, I don't, I dabble in a little bit, but because I'm more of like the producer side of DJing now getting into it. But yeah, uh, if it's cool to maybe just collaborate, that'd be cool. Yeah. Also on. Wednesday nights at the Shag Room, mm-hmm. they have open mic. Oh, okay. yeah. So I can listen to like, be like, hey, let me just get your Insta real quick. Let's work. And they out. would love it. That'd be pretty oh, cool. It's such an opportunity just to collab with anyone, yeah. right? I am down for collaborations. <laughs> any any type of well, we'll work it out. But I mean, any type of collaborations that you know, even if it's just showing me your music, I'm 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 always keeping an open ear, open up, open mind because. Music, just in general, for me, like even if it's not EDM, I'm here for it. Like they'll be listening to just, like some country stuff, some like weird, like trippy acid, whatever is out there. Probably something. If I listen to, it, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And if I like it, it's going straight into different. I have so many different playlists on on Spotify. Like one of my coworkers, we have a. a if I can just like fuck around and find out, basically, <laughs> so much music in that in that um that thing there. So. I feel like I'm going off. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh my god, so many things <laughs> could be the anxiety, probably <laughs> high functioning. You know, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> oh, you too. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. It gets me through my day. You know, we had a few drinks just to calm our nerves. <laughs> I I'm working on that. It's it could be better, but I mean, whatever gets me through the day. <laughs> I take four vitamins a day and it's been helping tremendously yeah four vitamins plus a coffee 
I've been hearing this really cool thing that's going around called ashwagandha. I don't know if you've heard about that. No, no. What what about it? It's what I'm hearing is it's like my brother said that he takes it, but basically it's like you get better sleep. Like you get better um like your thought process, I guess, throughout the day is just easier to go through. Mm-hmm. Um like you're not as I guess um worried about stuff. I mean, I'm worried about stuff all the time. Because, like, one, I'm in Vegas by myself, and I don't want to, like, end up on the side of the street and be like, hey, like, who is this person? Oh, he, nobody knows, you know. But, yeah. like, he said that that's something that's been pretty helpful. Um, Through that, I think it's basically, like, chemically, like, balancing yourself. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just hear about it. But just the reason why I feel like it'd be pretty cool is because it's more than one person has told me about it. So yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe it must be good. So right. we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll try it. It works for your brother. If, yeah, if it works for him. I mean, he's like 20, we're five years apart, so four. I, mean, I don't even know. I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> I work for a company that has a lot of math to do, so I, I don't even know. Don't don't visit me at work, but I mean, visit me if you want some stuff, but don't visit me if you want to go for numbers. Um, but <laughs> I tell people I'm the only Asian that didn't get the math. <laughs> really? I don't get math. Like I, I get basic math, but you know, in my family, they're really quick. Yeah, I'm. I'm there with you on that. I have. I have to. I have to. Even if I'm using a calculator, Mm -hmm. I have to do it like four times. So (laughs) that might be ADHD. (laughs) I most likely, if anything, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how I am too. Yeah, just like I'm not sure. Just do it again. Not sure. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because there's too many mistakes before. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and so you always constantly double and triple checking. Yeah. I mean, it pays to double check, too, though, because yeah. you can be, like, walking out left shoe on your right shoe instead because you're just, <laughs> like I said, high functioning. You just be like, okay. Yeah, my it, hormones, you know, when I was pregnant with my kids, my hormones was so crazy. Yeah. There were times when I left the house and forgot my shirt. <laughs> yeah, my good jacket. On. I mean, like, I can only imagine. Fuck, I forgot yeah. my shirt. Yeah, I can only imagine because having I respect any any parents because I have nieces and nephews, so I lived through my sister with them because my nephew was totally chill, but then when I found when I when I met my niece for the first time and then when I when I saw her cry for the first time, I was like, I'm happy to be like. Just no, nothing. <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of you whenever your mom's here, but like she's usually clinging to your mom anyway. So I'm like, all right, you can stick to your mom. Just don't cry. <laughs> just and if you cry, I'm out. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh, was she colicky? Uh, what do you mean? Like the, those are that's like babies that just kind of ca- cries. Uh, I mean, she was. I believe that's what colicky is. Well, my my nephew was very 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 chill. Like he was mm-hmm. just like you could literally the only thing that he really um didn't like was being put down um so he had to like kind of hold on to him but you quiet and if you didn't cry it wasn't a lot at all my niece though she is she's got the attitude she's got the um like she got the crazy looks she's got like uh <laughs> like what i mean like she'll look at you like 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 she'll give you the attitude look and i'm yeah. like dude like she's only two and like i feel like i'm like getting stared on by like like literally getting a death stare by a two-year-old and then she, um, she when she screams, she get what she wants. She's a diva. But my sister lets that happen though. So because my my older sister, she she basically was like, the parents were like, you can get you know middle child syndrome. I don't know what oh. that is. So like I'm like the second oldest of four. You're so, the second oldest of four. Mm-hmm. And your sister's the middle child. Yeah. So I have a sister. So it's my older sister, my me, my little sister, and my little brother. So it's two boys, two girls, two birthdays in October, two birthdays in June. 
Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on in those months. Who's in October and who's uh, in so June? So me, my older sister and my little brother, they're in June. Then my me and my little sister are in October. So, but it's always the beginning of the month and the end of the month too. So October my, what? October third. Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. my daughter's birthday. Really, my oldest. Really, yeah. I yeah. a lot of people like to quote. Um, well, I love like a lot of gay friends. They always say like Mean Girls. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> or New Year's Eve. I'm thinking like what was happening for my parents at the same time every single year. Because you got two in October, two in June. I'm like, so you guys have that schedule? What's up with or? January? Because they definitely... Oh. It's New Year's Eve. You know what? It that, could be that's that. the same time frame. Yeah, it could be <laughs> that. Or it could be, I think, I, I'm so bad. I feel like I, I should know this. Maybe it's their birthday. I don't know. When, really, when, when, it, when is their birthday? I don't know. Or anniversary. <laughs> the <thing. laughs> um, anniversary? Because it... Oh, maybe the anniversary. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Because I'm thinking, like, there's got to be... Because is New Year's Eve popular in Hawaii? Uh oh, yes. Yes. There is if you look up on YouTube New Year's Eve in Hawaii, it is literally nothing but cars on the freeway and there's there's so <clears throat> there's Vegas. So is it illegal in Vegas to have fireworks too? Or yeah, um I <laughs> we see them all over, okay, so I'm assuming okay. it is. So it's definitely illegal in Vegas. I mean sorry, in Hawaii. But you everybody has a permit, permit, quote unquote permit. So during New Year's Cops really don't do anything because there's so much going off that mm-hmm. if you like if you're driving on the freeway, if you look to the left and the right, there's literally so much fireworks all over the place. Especially if you're from Hawaii and listening, it's in Wai- this place called Waipahu. There's Eva Beach. I'm originally from um, Salt Lake, which is like more central to Oahu. Um, so we didn't really see a lot of those places. But like if you're on like the west side, we call it west side, best side. Um, but that place is they don't they always say Hawaii does it the best, which I agree well to a point but like yeah. <laughs> it's because i feel like if it wasn't like i think if it was legal again because it used to be legal but i guess they were like oh this is too much air going on or too much air pollution going on but i feel like there's already so much stuff that happens in the air during new year's anyway that like yeah. the band doesn't really there is no band technically so but it's it's they do it pretty big though and then like the one thing that we always do after anything good that happens is we always eat like you don't ever see yeah me uh, <laughs> You don't ever see like after graduations or like after like somebody somebody could basically like be turning like one one year old birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Like they'll they'll do like the jump house, they'll do the pools, they'll do like do like a full on potluck with like all these different <laughs> foods for a one year old. I'm like dang. So then when it comes to them being like sixteen, seventeen, they're like, eh, you get what you get. I'm like, isn't like of that like more you know more. I would think like maybe like eighteen year old. Eighteen makes sense, but like my eighteen my eighteenth birthday was I don't even know. Like it probably was just like my parents being like, Happy birthday, here's a cake, boom, done. One well, I don't even think I got anything at one year old, maybe. So Well, they have four of you guys. That's true. And being the second oldest, I always got like I guess the less strict um, I guess well not like we call it lickings back home, but like like <laughs> discipline, you know, when you're doing something bad, just like a belt or something. Like yeah. not abuse. <laughs> just <laughs> not say that right abuse. now. <laughs> not abuse. Just saying it's that. Cultural. Yeah. <laughs> you have a choice. You know, my my dad would be like, You want the belt? Do you want the hand or do you want the spoon? And I'm just like You got a choice. Yeah. And if you say no, belt immediately. So that was Oh my god. My siblings, I think the one that didn't get get it was my, my brother, because he's a baby. So he my bat my dad would have well, always um he was making a joke with me one time about him being him being uh his favorite and i was like okay well i'm just gonna go do my own thing then you can you can have 
you know my brother That's but sad. we're all, we're i mean we we hashed that we hashed that part out so we're all Good. cool with it now but um i haven't seen them since i left so yeah. let's maybe going to see them in december and maybe like shit on them some more about something you know <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty that'd be pretty fun to do yeah. yeah you know growing up so i was born in vietnam and it's communist mm-hmm. so my dad he raised me very strict yeah. my brother and i and how we were punished our time out go in the bathroom turn the lights off yeah. on your knees cross your arm face the wall oh. <laughs> that's time out and so when i hear people like you go in your room and you go ahead and think about it yeah. and you can read a book or you can color but like, you go you in your room i yeah. yeah i'm i'm thinking yeah. my childhood was filled with me in the bathroom like corporal punishment. <laughs> my my parents, they both came from military families. So my dad, whenever he would discipline us, it, was, it wouldn't be like as extreme as what my mom would tell me about what he, my dad, my grandpa did to her. Because I think there was one time where my mom was telling me a story where my grandpa, um, hopefully like nobody gets caught listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking your debate. Yeah, I was like, like maybe should I, I share this? Yeah, be like, I mean, it's fine now, I hope. Cross fingers. <laughs> But basically, it was just a lot of trauma for her. Yeah. So whenever it came to disciplining us, I think they did their best with what they knew. They didn't really, like, we never were, um, we didn't grow up from a lot of money, too. So maybe that's the reason why me and my siblings were so close growing up. Because um, it was my grandma, she's like the rock of our family. So it was us siblings and my parents just kind of living with her for a good amount of time. And I was, I think, in like middle school through all the way through high school. And then um we just kind of learned from my grandma to like what to do and even my parents too because i mean they had four kids i don't think that were like i don't think anybody feels like they're ready but then like when you have the kids of course you have you have to just figure it out so i feel like they did what they could yeah. with what they had which i don't blame them for um so i understand like you know what like like the frustration granted some of the methods were a little bit like Maybe you shouldn't have done that, <laughs> but um, you understand a little bit better, I guess. So, yeah. Um, so that's that's why I say I respect any parent, anybody who has like kids or anybody who has like stepkids or anything like that. I respect you because it's 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 hard. I, I for me, like I don't think I'm ready for that yet because I've I've just moved to Vegas. Nobody, no friends, nothing. Uh, maybe potentially, you know, the year or two it could happen. We'll see. But right. <laughs> um, you know, well, yeah, I just put that out there for like all families and stuff like that so it's cool and it's gonna be hard if you introduce like a little human into your life that depends on you and so being an artist it's like yeah you kind of have to put something on the back burner i already have a hard time with like my own life (laughs) (laughs) i can barely take care of myself yeah exactly yeah (laughs) It's a balance too, because what I'm realizing, like what I used to, when, I remember if I could share like I guess this other spot too about um when I, I used to be a part of the group in Hawaii where the, we did um we basically made an album, um I I was the one that started the group it was we were called EMC Squared at the time, um it was like I was working with a the photographer there was a songwriter I was working with who was my friend uh, Jalen, uh, who was the one that's no promises um and then it was me as like the guest the main guy, we were working on an album, and it actually hit pretty good charts in uh, China. So we were, um, uh, I guess, like, I forget, like, what, um, like, who was exactly on the list, but one of the people that was on this list for the chart was Lady Gaga. And I was like, oh, wow, like, we actually did something there. But then that's another reason, too, like, why I moved to Vegas, because that group fell apart. And 
I won't go into exact details what happened there, but basically like that was like the biggest learning curve of me like don't do this. Do this instead. <laughs> Get your shit together. Go someplace else. So Yeah. Yeah. You live and learn, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I totally feel like I just went on a tangent there on that. So <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good information. I I sometime go into my Spotify account. And I go on um, the chart list mm. and I pick the countries. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And some of these songs that haven't even really made it close to the top song in America. Yeah. yeah. I feel like once you hit the international market, you're like, you can go places, There's, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the NBA. Oh. You know, players that can't even make it into the NBA go to China and then and they're doing they're doing the craziest amazing things, because honestly. China actually don't quote me don't come at me <laughs> but they have their money in the NBA China determines a lot in the NBA because their people are spending that kind of money there I mean it would make sense they're they're huge I mean that the country is huge well too. seven billion right something like uh, that I'll probably look it up after this to yeah, be honest yeah. let me find out because I didn't realize that the population difference from Hawaii to Vegas was so big either. Because I, I realize I think the population of Oahu, I think, alone is probably like anywhere between like 900,000 to maybe like a million. I think Vegas, when I looked at recently, is probably like 4 million people. And I was like, yeah. that's so much people. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of people. And I'm only like one small person in this big ass city trying to figure out my life. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's hopefully like, there's got to be somebody that can make friends with. I mean, so far it's doing so, so good. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you look at each country as a whole. If you can't make it in one place, yeah. look somewhere else. You know, the fans yeah. seems to gravitate towards you more. Yeah. I grew up in Minnesota and there was this artist, his name is DVS1. And yeah. I've never met him personally, mm-hmm. um, but he moved to the UK somewhere and he's big now. Just relocate, just relocate, just take that chance, go where you fit. Where your sound fits. Yeah. I I feel like doing the move from Hawaii to uh, just the mainland in general. Because I don't know how long. In Vegas, maybe I'll stay. Maybe I'll give myself another year. Maybe I'll go someplace else. But, I mean, what I've learned so far from the people that I've met here is it's crazy. Like, I remember my first week here um, moving. I, <laughs> I mean, a joke. Because I was like, my friends or the people that I was, I guess, meeting or through work, they were saying all these different things like, oh, we have this here. We have this here. And I was like, what is this? And it just turns out to be just a regular banana. And I was like, <laughs> overthinking it. I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, that's just a banana. Like, it doesn't make any sense of like, why that? But I definitely agree with you there with like, just going to like, find your people, you know, find like the group that like, will help you to grow to be you. And I feel like that Hawaii wasn't, yeah. wasn't for me anymore, When you can so. get the support from your community. That's a huge yeah. support that that then can really go national. Yeah. That can go international. That was that was I think the biggest thing that stopped me from I guess growing into being Minasan or like I guess the producer that I wanted to be because I feel like there was a lot of learning that I was doing back home. But I feel like the amount of learning that I'm doing now, um, and the being in the bigger city, just meeting different uh, people, different personalities, uh, the culture not being so like tight knit. So like one person knows one person, you can actually like meet new people every single day changes the way you think it's pretty cool yeah honestly here especially so many new people coming in oh, yeah. all the time and yeah. then people do leave 
all the time. Yeah. I've heard that's a very, uh, like, come-and-go city. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like that, too. Um, it's very touristy, that's why. So it's like some people come, some people go. People who are... I won't go into politics on the Hawaiian side. <laughs> that's a whole other thing with, this like, people moving in, blah, 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 blah. music podcast. Yeah, I'm there. sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Let's just, let's just... No, I'm just going to skip over that and be like, music in Hawaii, you're doing great. <laughs> really great, yeah. I had yeah. a guest on here yesterday, and... Tropnetics. Tropnetics. And I, I was telling him that he belongs in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. So he wears this uh, tiki helmet. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think people in Hawaii would be like, okay, cool, or we'll see how it goes. Oh, we'll it's, see how it goes. It's, he's so entertaining. Okay. I, Tropic, he, trop, I gotta get Tropnetics. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, you know, he'd be, he belongs somewhere. Um, on the beach, yeah, you know these resorts. Yeah, yeah. Is he like a like a? I guess what type of music? Ah, uh, he's he... multi-genre. Mm, okay, yeah, that's cool. I just I have an opinion. I have a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. If you're you're coming out as a DJ or a musician, mm-hmm. please stick to one at first until like one... you get somewhere. Yeah, your marbles are all out there. In your basket. Can mm. you narrow that down a little bit, you know? Yeah. People would really be like, oh, that person is They for can't that. see yeah. you where you you belong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I play house. I play technos. I play dubstep. Yeah. You know what? I do hip hop too. Yeah. I don't see you where you belong. Yeah. You got to find like your focus. That that I was struggling with for a bit, but I feel like with the album that I'm working on for like the house music stuff, I feel like this definitely sounds very cohesive. Um. I would have to figure out what I'm going to do with the songs on Spotify now because they're very, they're very like um, feelsy house. So only one song out of all the music that I have that's out right now is Future Bass. So everything else is usually pretty much house. But this is like a little bit harder house music. Like definitely like, um, how do I say it? Like not like I'm a crying house music, but like I can dance to house music type of thing, yeah. which I feel like. Is good because I don't want people crying on the dance floor. <laughs> they never listen to my stuff. Like Elenium? Yeah. <laughs> love Elenium. crowds? Yeah, love Elenium. I have so many friends who always, I mean, they, I think uh, my friend Noah, who actually helped me uh, do the video work for the music video, um, he's a super big Elenium fan. So when I showed him the song of the Future Bass song, he's like, I'm down for it. And he did a really good job, very, very good job of um, capturing the little piece of home. We tried to capture some pieces of like, like, if you're from Hawaii, you're going to be like, oh, I know where that is. Or I know, I mean, it's small, but like, I know where that is. Or just like kind of like key key spots, too. Mm-hmm. And you'll see even like little little me playing in there somewhere. Like just little small pots here, here and there, too. So, yeah. Do you um, have like a plan on how you plan to execute this uh, album release? Well, first things first, <laughs> finish the songs. <laughs> Um, I I feel like I used to be really good at planning because before I moved to Vegas, I I planned a show, and that took a lot of planning. I also had to plan music video. I had to hire actors, everything too. So, my biggest thing is first is just basically um to finish the songs, and after I finish the songs, I want to I'm gonna have to find like cover artists for like the album and everything. And after the cover artists, I'm gonna have to find spots to basically like either find like a release party or like do um like find like a spot for 
just so I can get like all the DJs to maybe listen to like some singles here and there, maybe start playing some shows up to the release of the party. So that's what I'm working that's on too. Really smart. Um, I'm trying to get to um, if if I'm if I'm trying to I'm trying to get basically maybe like two to three gigs a month. And if I can do that up until the time where I want to release a song, where I'm meeting more DJs and we can get like a like a more intimate setting where people can listen to like everything and like you know they're not gonna have the choice of like dissecting it because it should be released by then because i don't want like don't want them to be like tearing me apart for something that i feel like is good because i think it's good and i feel like i i the key is to invite people that likes you yeah exactly (laughs) um i i I think what i'm doing though is i'm learning um what styles of music that i like to play and i'm catering the songs that i'm making to basically match the songs that i'm trying to play so I like if anybody hears like if I'm playing like a super big, like bassy song or bass bass house song, at like say quote unquote one day maybe disco pussy or something, um if they hear my music I want them to be like oh that makes sense not be like why yeah. does this person make this but they play like this you know I don't I feel like that's really it's not good for like your name as an artist for people to be confused because then people are gonna be like like you were saying earlier like what is this person why does this person do this what does this person sound like. I feel like it's not good for labels either too because they're going to be they're going to be looking for this is just don't don't quote me on this too is like they're going to be looking for somebody who knows like what they it's sound like true yeah so it's okay, true cool it's a hundred percent true the thing is that if you're playing a set but you can't play any of your music mm. because you made music that are not the same yes you're you know set yeah. like the style that you play right right that's a problem guys I've seen that a lot, yeah. and I've mentored a few people. If this is how your set is, and this is yeah. what you love to play, why wouldn't you make song that you can play on your set? That's that's your originals that you can throw 100%. in there too. Like one, I guess the one song that I've tried so many times is the No Promises one, but I guess I guess I gotta pull back on how hard I played to be able to play it because it's a very uh, not emotional but feelsy type of vibe where it's just like oh. Hands up, like, you know, like, vibe, like, like I, people call it like an anthem or festival style, anthem style, I guess. So I try to go for that. But the stuff that I play now, being Vegas, I'm like, oh, man, like, I got to figure out a way to, to bridge the gap a little bit better. But the songs that I have, I feel like are really cohesive with what I want to be known as. So I'm excited for that. I, I have, like, I've showed a couple of friends, like, one or two songs, but I keep the rest to myself because I don't want people <laughs> to be like, oh like he's doing it or like mm-hmm. if i do tell people that i'm working so this is cool to, like first time i'll be talking like on a show or like a podcast like this about an album that i'm working on because i made an album before with some other people and then that's totally different this is like my own album yeah. like what i want people to know me as so that's that's pretty exciting in a sense and you know here's another thing is that if you're releasing a single that's nothing like what you usually play mm-hmm. you we call it more the less of me Anytime mm-hmm. you plan your set, you go with, you give the audience what they want. And then the last five minutes, you can introduce your new song. Yeah. Throw something in there that's like, hey, I just made this. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I've seen many artists do this and cringing. They would introduce with their new song and play that and try to get that going. And then the crowd leaves, and then yeah. 15 minutes later, go back to the crowd. Well, yeah. now you're working with half the crowd. Yeah. Congratulations. Start. You just made the owner, the bar, no yeah. money. And that's <clears throat> why you don't get booked again. Yeah. 
I always try to get make sure that the, the owner's happy. Because if the owner's happy, you're happy because you get more gigs. <laughs> yeah. Because that I've I've learned to not also piss off the people that get, that put you on. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. That's definitely gonna shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, if they say don't play this, don't play that. If they say play this, make sure you're playing that because if they're putting you on for a specific reason, granted you want to play what you want, but if you're starting out like me, um, I'm just taking whatever gigs come my way, and I'm gonna play. I can play like different genres, but house music I will always say is my my thing. But I hear you with the music promoter things. You just start get a crowd, yeah, get a crowd, move a crowd, and, and always ask before. the promoter or whoever oh. booked you. Hey, mm-hmm. what do you think the crowd likes before it? You know, before you plan the set. Oh yeah, because they're mm-hmm. there every every week. Yeah, they should know. They have an idea. You know, and doesn't hurt to ask yeah like that's a good example i think this is me like the last thing but i'm actually supposed to play at uh, um my friend's 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 dad's 60th birthday i'm like i have no idea I what s- i'm gonna do <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna basically i'm asking the guy who's trying to get me to play i'm just like please give me everything that they want because i have everything that they don't so I can mix whatever music you want, but please, yeah, just don't let me look stupid <laughs> on this show or yeah. on this on the, at this event, or for especially if it's a 60th, 60th birthday. Yeah. I'm like, you picked the wrong one, man. Yeah. But thank you for your faith in me, though. So, <laughs> so we are going into the last segment here, okay. uh, which is the um, last question of the day. Yeah. What's your go-to guilty pleasure track that you secretly enjoy but might not play during your regular sets? For some reason, the only song that would stick to me in my head was, um, <laughs> it's probably people are probably gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> um, it's this one song called like by it's like a really old. I think I think it's eighties, nineties. I think, but it's holding up for a hero. Holding it's like, up for a hero. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Oh, maybe I'll show you that song after. But basically, they played it at uh, Shrek Two. It's in Shrek Two the movie. So I think it's like where like the fairy godmother is like on the piano and she's like playing a song and I was like, yo, let me look up this. The reason why is because I watched this one dance crew video of this Japanese, um, like they're super tight with like the movements, everything. And then ever since I watched that, that song has been stuck in my head for a minute. But the beat and the energy in that song, I was like, this kid, this is pretty hard. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I think it's just whenever I listen to like, like new stuff, I'm like, damn, it doesn't hit the same way that it used to. So that song. Holding like up whenever for I a listen hero. to it, yeah. Whenever I want to go, whenever I need like a good like pick me up of a song to like get me to like to work or like to get me through work at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, just listen to it like once and then move on to something else because that song for some reason I don't know what it is with that song. <laughs> are you waiting for the hero? Yeah, or are you so. the hero? I guess so. I don't know. Maybe somebody to save me from my own self, right? <laughs> like holding up for a hero. Like please, somebody help, please. Because, you know, it's, it's, yeah, that song is pretty cool, though. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You've been a great host. They're really cool. Really, really cool.